Between the Covers, a series designed around who and what can be done and achieved by patients, planning and working in a community of like-minded, successful people. This podcast series is for anyone looking at becoming a successful published author and those looking to understand the mind of a writer and the goals of a publisher. Proudly sponsored by Shoreline Publishing. Welcome and enjoy. Good evening, everybody. Thank you for joining me. My name is Bradley Shaw, and tonight on Between the Covers, I'm talking to author Eugenia Marishnikov, who has written a beautiful memoir called The Matrishka Doll. Good evening, Eugenia. How are you tonight? Good evening, Bradley. I'm really well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's lovely to talk to you. Um, so please, for everybody listening, tell everybody what the Matrishka doll is, because everybody knows what possibly the dolls are. They are a doll that goes in smaller sizes through, it's a Russian doll, isn't it? It goes through its little sizes, yeah. Yeah. So so tell everybody what the book entails uh, for your um, okay. memoir. Well, the, re- the reason I chose this title is to actually show the three countries in which we lived in. So it's basically a doll inside the doll, but it's uh, representing the three countries. Mm. So my ancestors came from Russia. Uh, due to the revolution, they had to flee Russia to go to China with all the problems in China, including the Cultural Revolution, then they had to find another country and they went to Brazil. So these wow. are the three countries and then we came to Australia finally. Wow. That's a, a big arc of a story. So obviously, you know, it, it, it's compelling in the sense, as you say, from country to country to have that those experiences in that period of times that were happening. Um, it must have been you were a young girl, I believe, weren't you, through that um, process well, as well? Yeah, we left China when I was five. Yeah. Um, we lived in Brazil for 10 years. So we yeah. left Brazil when I was nearly 15, came to Australia then. So I wasn't born in Russia. I was actually okay. born in China. But they, okay. my parents were brought, um, were smuggled out of Russia to wow. China at a very young age. It's fascinating, yeah. And so you have you been back to Russia? Have you gone through the family roots writing this book? Was there more work for historical purposes as well? Did you oh, get a chance? It's a little bit of both. I've done a lot mm-hmm. of research on the Russian history and what brought a mighty country to its demise, mm-hmm. but also made a pilgrimage to China in 2014 and to Russia in 2017 wow. just to reconnect with both countries because I do have an affinity to both, actually. Yeah. yeah. And and your family, all your family is still here in Australia, like the, the your grandparents' older um, family? Or? Yes. Yeah, we all came together yeah. um, from Russia to Brazil. The family yeah. was split because not all of us were allowed to leave. We were... Yeah. Uh, we had to get permission from the Soviet government to actually leave China. So my parents and my siblings, we left, but my grandparents had to stay behind. So yeah. we then had to bring them to Brazil wow. um, where life was pretty good until communism raised its ugly head again. Yeah. Brazil. Wow, yeah. Yeah. It, um, you, like I said, you, you, you picked the, the primary communist country cycles really in that, in that time, isn't it? So, 
writing the book itself, was it hard? Was it difficult to research and, and gather all this information? Plus also, I guess, confront some of the things personally you had to learn and, and understand oh, more of? Absolutely. Absolutely, Bradley. It was very hard to find anything on my family because after the 1917 revolution, particularly my mother's parents, they were in the military, my, mm-hmm. her, her dad, and with the revolution they became the enemy of the country so they had to destroy all the photographs they had oh, to destroy wow. the documents so consequently i couldn't find anything about it's like they didn't exist the mm. only treasure trove that i was very lucky to find was on my mother's brother because he became the victim of the political terror that was going on then wow. um yeah. So that was about, that's the only thing that validated my whole story. But other than that, it was very difficult to find anything. Yeah, it must be hard. I mean, yeah, like in that situation, you know, to wipe out your existence really, isn't it, fortunately? It's it's a terrible situation. And having that, um, learning those things and and growing up in those, those understanding that history as you grew up, um, what influence did that have on you as a young child, as 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 Trying to understand and fathom the, the the trauma and the and the challenges that the family has, had met, and yet you're so young to it. Like, what would what was the surprise um, for you learning that as you grew up? Well, it was actually very difficult, and I think that only just dawned on me at a later years because as a five year old, you mm. just get up every morning and every day is a beautiful day because you're protected <laughs> by your family. So my experience is through the pain and the anguish suffered by my family. Um, I mean, thanks to my parents, I have never lived under this oppressive regime. Yeah. But seeing that hurt affected my childhood and my parents mm. in ways that we probably don't even know. So mm. the hardest thing for me to write about, to write in the book, was about my father's weaker character because, you know, like living in perpetual fear, mm. it intensified his allure to alcohol. Yeah. Which. Yeah added an additional stress to my mother and his mm. parents and the whole family. To me, that was the hardest thing. I felt like I was betraying him yeah. by talking about his problems, but at the end of the day, I just had to be true to to what's what was happening. Yeah. And, and when you were when you were writing the book, you always, you know, you were you were much older, you were more matured. Um, reflection wise, did you look back and and realise that that those elements were affecting your father as a kid. As a kid, you probably didn't understand it, and there was elements in you growing up that that you questioned a lot of because of that lack of oh, understanding at youth. And as you absolutely. got older, now you can see that. Did, have yeah. you made peace with that with with your father or with his even with yourself? Um, I mean, it's a hard journey to to go into that depth of your own. It was family. a hard journey mm-hmm. um, as a child. As a child, it didn't affect me that much because I was protected by my grandparents and my mother. Mm. But as a teenager, it had a great effect on me and my relationship with my father was affected greatly. Um, So Now that I'm an adult, I understand more than I did before. Mm. Uh, Unfortunately, he's passed away. He's not here anymore. Mm -hmm. But uh, it did affect me greatly uh, during my teenage years as well. As a parent yourself, you've got children? I do have three children. Yeah. Yeah. And and how has that influenced you as a parent yourself, as understanding your life, understanding your family life? Um, what what positives have you created from it to help your own family grow into well, Australian culture and Australian life? 
Um, well, I think I've managed to hide that aspect of mm -hmm. that my father had on me because mm -hmm. my children had a great relationship with him. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, he was a really, really good man. Mm. Uh, he was just born in an era that he couldn't cope with. So I, I've hidden the fact that how much he impact he had on me through his bouts of drinking. Uh, so my children weren't aware of it until maybe much, much later in life when they were mm. adults and able to process that part of yeah. it. Have they read the book, your children? Uh, my two girls have. My son is yet to read, yes. Yeah. And writing the book too, I mean, obviously delving into it and exploring this, was was it a, a need for you to do this, to research and to write this book? Was that, that a thing in yourself that you just propelled to understand more of, of that overall history? Yes, absolutely. I mean, so we grew up um, in a Russian household, no matter what country we lived in. Uh, my parents and grandparents and many other Russians believed that we were going back to Russia, that communism wasn't going to last. Mm. So every country we lived in, we had a complete Russian education. So we spoke Russian at home. We knew the history and geography of it. Um, but that was then. So a lot yeah. of things have kind of gone into the background. So I had to do a lot of research out of interest and just bring all the memories back together. Wow. Was it difficult coming to Australia to, to fit into a different country, different culture, different Ang language sometimes? Um, I mean, was, was, was that too challenging? It was very difficult, Bradley, because I was 14 and I couldn't speak one word of English. Yeah. So crazy. that was that yeah. was very, very difficult. Yeah. Uh, and I think, um, I think, I hope I covered that nicely. But at the same time, I must say, uh, we were welcomed into Australia with open arms. Yeah. Um, had a few issues, but then nothing, nothing drastic, nothing bad. Yeah. But at the age of fourteen, and having left all friends behind, and not yeah. being able to communicate with anyone, it was a very difficult period. Yeah, of course, for any for any child in any situation. But yours, of course, having that uh, added, um, you know challenges of the family's overall sort of finding a place to belong and, and fit and as you say hoping they're going home um that's an amazing story and you've done a wonderful job piecing it together was it difficult to lay out the the flow to lay out a story that for a reader outside of the whole situation can enjoy was it was it a difficult task in your writing for that or was it something you think, gained help from uh that was the hardest part mm. actually to put everything in the chronological order mm. because uh everything was just I started just writing memories down, just jotting down things that my parents and my grandparents imparted on us mm -hmm. and putting that in a chronological order without having any documents or any any proof was extremely difficult. Yeah. But um I think I was pretty lucky that I found a couple of documents. Uh, from my grandparents from the time they arrived in China, so from China mm -hmm. to Brazil, and that allowed me to sort of work things out and put it all in a chronological order as much as I could. Right, good. And, uh, yeah, and, and that shows in the writing you've taken a lot of care in the storytelling and the way you've created um, bringing the readers into the situation as well in a present sense as much as in a historical sense. Um, so can I ask you a, a personal question? Sure. 
Did you did you marry an Australian or did you find yourself a, a local new Russian boy as well? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tell um, all. It's a tell all interview, Eugenia. <laughs> it surely is. Um, actually, I uh, married an Estonian from the yeah. Baltic countries, but oh, wow. he was born in Australia, okay. so it's a little bit of both. <laughs> and does he speak Russian? Does he fit into the, no. the family? Oh, he doesn't. Oh, okay. So no. there's probably some fun side conversations you have without him, huh? Well, so. Actually, his father, his father was Russian. Oh, um, really? Okay. But his mother was Estonian okay. and they lived in Estonia. So, uh, But by the time they came to Australia, so my husband was born here in Australia. Oh, good, good. Yeah. So the um, the book itself, so when um, I was going to ask the question of when you started writing this, did you feel it was going to become a book or was it just a journal that you were keeping personal or because you stepped into the, the stratosphere or the stratosphere of publishing now? So, again, you know, you've taken it extra, you've shared it to the world. Was that the intent at the start or as you um, went through, when did you decide that that was something you wanted to share to the world? It was actually not my intent at all. Mm. I just started jotting things down as a journal so that um, my ancestors' um, experiences could come back to life. Mm. And I did it mainly for my children and my grandchildren because once I'm not here, the Mm. whole story is going to die with me, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Yeah, Um, it happens to a lot of people, yeah. Yes, yes, Mm. and it's not until... My middle daughter married Robert that and he heard the story. He said, You just gotta put it down, you just gotta put it down, you gotta publish mm. it. Mm. So that was a big decision. Yeah. Not being yeah. an author and just writing things as I went along. I wasn't sure if it was interesting enough for others. Yeah. But, um, well, it's interesting like it's interesting in the sense that that you have that perception because realistically for us, um, it is an important part of history. It's an important part, as you said, that history was destroyed, that history was confused because of all those transients and all the movements. And and I think this is such an important part of how Australia's culture has evolved from having uh, immigrants and, and, and other people coming into the country, in any country, and that history of those people that come to that country uh, is, is a story that I think uh, as even us as Australians or around the world, anyone would want to be able to relate to. And I think the way you've written the book, I think the way that it's put together and the imperativeness of the the tragedy as much as the, the achievement and success of it is, is, is great to have in part of our catalogue of history and uh, our books in literature. I think it's a fantastic story. And, um, you know, I'm really proud of you that you've uh, shared it. You've taken the step to be brave and to write it and share it with the world and everyone listening. Um, no, I do you. encourage everyone. Yeah, no, you're welcome. And I think I think it's pretty uncanny that um, we're seeing what's happening in Ukraine at the moment as well. Uh, yes, mm. uh, the timing of my book and what's happening in Ukraine—it's pretty, pretty, absolutely, pretty absolutely. uncanny. Isn't it? Absolutely, and it, and it's unfortunate. As history has shown, um, these episodes and events will continue to to happen as long as people in the world uh, choose war over over strategy and peace but um it's just an unfortunate part and your book is is part of a history now it's part of a legacy that you've created not for your family but for the world to share and read and they'll they'll understand a lot more about those periods and those situations through the eyes of your family and through the eyes of you as a child um i'm really proud of it and um yeah i'm really happy for you 
Thank having you. the success of it. Uh, for everybody listening, if I can encourage you, please, the Matryoshka doll is available at bookstores and libraries. And if they don't have it, you can order it, but you can also buy it anywhere books are sold online. So please support uh, Eugenia in, in her journey to tell as many people and uh, inspire as many people through this story. And uh, yeah, and continue to support independent authors who, who do have real stories and real lives to share. So thank you so much for everybody listening. Uh, Eugenia, thank you for joining me. It's been wonderful talking to you and I'm really impressed and I'm looking forward to the next um, episodes of your life that I'm sure are going to be, you know, constantly enjoyable and, uh, and happy ones for you. Thank you. Thank you so much. So everybody listening, grab a copy of the book. Thank you for listening tonight. Thank you for supporting independent authors and everybody please stay well and safe until next time we talk again. Thank you. hope you enjoyed this episode of Between the Covers, produced by Shoreline Publishing.